Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The score! Very exciting. I mean, we're adding a, um, a really good player to our mix. And um, I think a player at... Um, a multi-position, everyday player, um, left-handed hitter, you know, obviously proven, um, going to hit the middle of the lineup. So there's a lot of things that you know that that player brings to the table that um, is hard to find, and we're lucky to get him. Craig Council, get used to that voice. You're going to hear it a lot. There's always a lot of truth coming from him. We haven't played it yet, but apparently there was a reporter that said, could you talk about, and counsel stopped the reporter and said no, and essentially did a very polite version of John Tortorella's ask me a question, don't say talk about. I had this conversation with a young broadcaster last week, and I said, very simple, how, what, why? Or where or when, if need be. How, what, and why? Great ways to start. What is what is your job to do? Ask a question, not can you talk about. So good for Craig Council if that's how he's going to run things. Looking forward to bringing you the Cubs press conference with Cody Bellinger. We're presenting it courtesy of the Marquee Sports Network. Yeah, They've thanks to our friends over at Marquee for this. Kind enough to let us roll on it. Now, we were asking, is Scott Boris going to be a part of it? He's there. I just saw a picture. He was talking to Craig Council. You think Council. he gets a microphone? I don't know. I don't know what if the, if the puns are coming today. Scott Boris victory puns, maybe? I mean, somebody's... No, I don't no. think he should be doing that. Somebody's got to ask him about, like, not... He'll be there, like, I'm, I'm assuming he... T- I've been there when he's been at a press conference, and he will talk to people on the side afterwards. So I am wondering if somebody's going to ask him about the other of the four. He'll probably the ask three. for whom the bill tolls and it's the cokes oh man i liked you guys' idea about the uh the associate who has to listen to his jokes in lieu of open mic night but i'm worried that it's even more freewheeling than that i worry that it's like oh, i got this and there's no actual Just- discussion 
putting together a, a, a sharp hot 10 for the associ- the lower level associates at Boris and Boris. We don't hear Bellinger talk that much. So uh, it's going to be interesting. I'm what would you ask him? I mean, I'm assuming it's also going to be Carter at least. So you're asking Carter about the deal or Jed or somebody about about how it came together and then why Billy would want to stay here. Why you want to be here. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think I would be asking about the timing of the negotiations, the offers, and sort of how and when they knew or they trusted this was the Cubs' last, best, and final. And did he take a discount to stay with the Cubs? I mean, they're not... They're not going to tell you that. That's what I want to know. Well, di- the discount part, maybe not, but I I would love to know, and they're stepping to the podium now, so why don't we go to the the marquee network as they bring us in on the Cody Bellinger press conference. Brought to you by Hyundai and your local Question, Hyundai dealers. Please. Raise your hand, uh, state your name and affiliation, and um, go from there. With that, we'll take questions. Uh, Tony Drake, Marquee Sports Network. Cody, I'm curious what your thoughts were just on seeing all the reaction from your teammates here throughout the winter, some of the things I know Dansby's talked publicly, some of the other guys. What was your reaction to seeing all of that and how good did it feel kind of to come back? Yeah, it was amazing. Um, you know, just the constant support uh, from, from the teammates. Um, you know, obviously everyone knew how great of a time I had last year and, uh, you know, how just a great great clubhouse that we had and um, you know just the positive words that they were bringing this past se- or this past off season was just great to hear and um, you know obviously was super excited to get back here with them. Ryan Herrera, CHGO, just the feeling of being back here you were able to go out there and then get back on with the guys you were around all last year just that feeling for you today. Feels amazing. It feels amazing. I was you know craving baseball. I was I was fiending for it you know like um, just, you know, doing what I, what I could in the off season, you know, enjoying all my family time, um, doing everything I could physically and mentally to, to stay ready for when the moment came. And, um, you know, this was my first official day today and, um, you know, it just feels, it feels really good and, um, beyond excited to get going. Uh, also uh, how difficult was it for you to, uh, when spring training starting and you're, not there uh, what was going through your mind yeah I think um, you know I, I trusted the process um, I was in constant communication with, with Scott over here and understanding you know what was going on and um, you know super aware of the situation and um, you know constant support from my wife and um, you know like I said it was just with my family and whenever I was Ready, I you know I wanted to, to be ready, and I feel really good right now. Jesse Rogers, ESPN. Jed and maybe Scott. Um, I don't know. Ten days ago, a week ago, Tom said that discussions have been taking place, but not negotiations. So, can you go through the timeline from I guess when he said that? Yeah, I mean, I think really with with, with Scott and with me, I think you can take the conversation back to July. You know, I think we started the conversation on this in July. Um, I think Scott will attest, like, my, my comments to him about Cody have never wavered at all. I felt all along, you know, great fit for the team, um, great fit in the clubhouse, you know, love the person, the family, all those things. So that was that never wavered. I think that, you know, we probably talked more often than Scott would have liked, you know, but I feel like we, um, 
you know, I think I think with any negotiation, um, I think there's sometimes a mis you know misperception that we just fire offers back and forth to each other. I think there's a lot of talking about what each side wanted, and I think over the last kind of five to seven days before we got a deal done, I think we kind of um, targeted a deal that made sense for both sides. And um, at that point, we did start making offers and talking more often and get ser getting serious. But we had a lot of talks, and like I said, our, our comments about Cody and our desire to bring him back never wavered. It was just a matter of you know, finding the right fit. Scott, would, 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 the, would, would you say that maybe a longer-term contract was, was the initial goal and you, you, you settled on something a little shorter? How would you characterize that all? Well, when you, when you represent a player of Cody's caliber and you're talking about an MVP talent um, who's had irregularity outside of consequences that are unrelated to him, like um, a 250-pound pitcher stepping on his ankle or a, uh, a teammate rather aggressively in celebration <laughs> causing a, a, an eventual surgery, those are things that are not related to to Cody or his durability or what he does. And, and free agency is like a, I don't know, it's, it's kind of like a turkey and a, and a thermometer. You kind of have to go in, see what the temperature is, evaluate it. And Cody and I agreed that, that we're going to look at this in a couple ways. We're going to have two positive outcomes for this process. And the one positive outcome we knew that, and, and Jed was very clear that they wanted to uh, contract with Cody and, and, and have him on the team. And our dynamic was to determine whether there was, uh, what, what it was on the other end with, with a contract of great length. And as we got through that process and looked to it, is that that's certainly where we let Jed know that on something like this, with this kind of structure, with this kind of flexibility, with these kinds of things, it's what we're looking for. And, uh, and we had mutual agreement and understanding that this, this type of structure was agreeable to both of us. So, um, you know, teams, each team functions in their own way, as they always do. And you have owners who want to be directly involved with a roster, negotiations, and things along that. And then you have uh, other owners who the Cubs operate and Tom operates in a different way. And it's certainly, uh, I'm amenable to anything. I've, I've never called Tom about Cody Bellinger. I always called Jed because Jed and I, frankly, talk about a lot of things in baseball all the time. And so we have a, a great communication system with the Cubs. And, uh, and certainly, you know, Tom and I talk about baseball, and we run into one another, but it's it's something that's a very mutual and amicable uh, relationship top to bottom here. Jordan Fashion, MLB.com. Just business and desire for teammates don't always align, but how nice is it when you have dance beat pestering you about it or players saying what they're saying to be able to give that room kind of what they've been asking for. Yeah, I haven't heard from Dansby since Saturday night, so it's, it's been kind of nice. Um, you no, know, it means a lot, honestly. Um, the fact that Cody came in last year and, and in, in one year um, endeared himself to his teammates that much and to the fans that much I think was, is really important, and for obvious reasons. I mean, the way he played was fantastic, but also how he carried himself on the field, in the clubhouse. So it didn't surprise me. Um, that there was so much desire to bring him back. But I, don't, I think they wanted to bring back the player, and I think they wanted to bring back the person, and I think that that's wonderful. Cody, Simon, Sharma, the athletic. 
Uh, Scott talked about the different structures. When it came to structures similar to this, was it were the Cubs the focus for you once you once you realized this was the type of contract it may be? Yeah, um, definitely. I mean, um, no, didn't hide the fact uh, internally that I, I did want to come back here, and um, you know, I just you know. Loved Wrigley Field. I loved the fans. Um, me and my family enjoyed, you know, Chicago. And um, when it was, you know, coming towards the end, and everything was kind of coming to light a little bit, and this was definitely something that, um, you know, definitely I wanted, and um, both sides agreed on. And I'm super happy that it worked out the way it did. Matty Lee, Chicago Sun Times, Cody. At the end of last year, it really felt like there was unfinished business for this group. What does it mean to be to be able to come back and finish it? That's that's it, honestly. Um, I mean, we were so close last year. Um, really got banged up towards the end, and you know, fought fought till the very end. Uh, we got so close, and um, you know, for me to come back here with the almost the same team, um, you know, to experience playoff in Chicago is something that I want to do, and it's something that I want to experience, and. Um, it's, you know, big part of the reason why I did want to come back here. So, um, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm glad it all worked out, and that's that's what I'm gonna strive to do every day. Cody, uh, Andy Martinez from Market Sports Network. For for you, what have your interactions been like with Craig Council? Obviously, that's a big change. What have your interactions been like, and what has he kind of? What have your conversations been like? Yeah, I uh, I think that he is. Uh, Amazing, <laughs> you know. I uh, like I said, this was my first official day, and um, you know, I've the last few days was you know kind of hanging around a little bit. Um, you know, just having my very few, obviously playing against him a lot, a lot of respect from the other side. Just how he handles games and how he handles um, you know situations, I've always respected uh, from the other side. And um, you know, today was my first day with him, and um, just uh, you know, just just a guy that you want to play for honestly it's just a guy you want to play for and you're going to go to battle with for every single day and um you know i've i mean it, it's it's been great so far and i'm very excited to play for him stephanie Epstein from sports illustrated um presumably at the beginning of the winter you sort of imagined what you thought the winter would look like and how things would play out how close is what actually happened to what you envisioned in october november that's for Cody. <laughs> I think what Cody's talking about is, is and feels like any player feels. When you go into these things, there's variables. And what are the variables? And the variables relate to uh, teams and, and such. And we have some irregularity going on in this current market. We have close to 11 teams that are spending less money than they did a year ago on, on competitiveness in light of the fact that we have record revenues in baseball. And when you have that irregularity ongoing, that obviously is something that we had, I think, 15 contracts of four year or more signed in 22, and then in 21 the same. This year we've had four for American players and five for foreign players. So when you look at this, there, there are dynamics that are ongoing where, and, and in fairness to owners, they may like to get to spring training. They might may like to evaluate. They may like to look at things and and then act. But there has been a uh, uh, a hesitation um, in the uh, major league auto where 
um, they're using three gears instead of four for competitiveness. You've known Pico Armstrong for a while. He's said all the right things about wanting you to come back, but he's the guy that directly impacted by your return. How do you kind of handle that relationship? What do you say to him uh, as you arrive back here? Yeah, um, you know, I uh, I love Pete. I think that he's an amazing kid, um, and he's got such a bright future ahead of him. Um, he's an amazing talent. Um, you know, actually during this whole process, you know, we continue to chat just because, you know, I, uh, I, you know, I really love the kid. I respect, I respect him and, and how he plays the game and everything. And so we've had a lot of open communication with each other and um, it, it's nothing but love between us. And, um, you know, like I said, he's, he's an amazing talent and he's gonna have a really, really long MLB career ahead of him. This Cubs press conference with Cody Bellinger is brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers. Then schedule the next few days. <laughs> well, I'll have to make, wait for more Cubs signature moves. <laughs> Cody to Stephanie's. I mean, before you knew the variables, you know, you go back to last offseason, a lot of long-term deals. Did you think you might be able to sign one long-term last contract? Um, yeah, I think there's there's definitely uh, that thought that goes into it. Um, and, you know, like I said, I think that ultimately that's the goal. Um, and so just kind of continue to talk to, for me, I talked to Scott continuously and see what was going on. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, like super excited how it all worked out. Um, and, you know, I, you know, Yes, obviously, but you know, with this, I'm very excited with it all and um, very happy to get going. Cody, I'm not sure how aware you are of outside noise, but people say like last season there was soft contact and the expected numbers weren't as good as what you actually produced. Guess what's your response to that and your belief in yourself? Yeah, you know, I definitely, obviously, hear it and um, kind of put, kind of, kind of brush it off. Um, you know, I think that there's a lot of different variables that go into it and, you know, not to look at one certain stat to dictate a whole season. So, um, you know, definitely trust myself as a baseball player um, to go out every single day and put my best product on the field. And, um, you know, I trust that the positive results are going to come. And, uh, you know, I, you know, like I said, believe in, believe in myself. And um, so, yeah. If I may add to that as well, those numbers, have not been appropriately addressed because when we talk about soft contact, they don't talk about the counts. When he has 00, 10, 2031 counts, check what his contact strength is. And then when he took a two strike approach this year, where all of a sudden he's now got, if not the best in the National League, but the second best in baseball of uh, batting average with two strikes, going to a more contact approach rather than taking a, a customary powerful swing as he would early in the counts. So the data that's presented has not been talked about the real benefits to major league teams where wouldn't we love to have Cody Bellinger on base with about a 350 batting average or on base percentage with two strikes because we know he can score from first versus having a, a totality of contact rate where you're excluding what goes on with two strikes versus going on with early in the counts. So in other words, the power is still there. Uh, Cody, uh, 
obviously with the manager change, Dustin Kelly's still around. How do you feel you know, working with him last year benefited you, and whether that was before the season, during the season, and you know what excites you about being able to continue working with him? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, once I signed, I sent him some video of my swings of the of the off season, see see where we were at, and um, you know uh, I think it was two days ago we were back in the cage together and just had you know great talks about what I'm feeling and um, last year, this year, and um, you know just talking shop and talking baseball, talking swing, talking approach, and. Um, talking family and you know so it's uh very exciting to have to be back with dk for sure well, you did soft contact aside or any of that stuff do you feel like you have to just keep proving yourself that last year wasn't uh an anomaly from the, the end of the dodgers career yeah i think uh for me you know like i like i said i i trust myself as a baseball player uh to go out every single day and do what i can to help the team win and um you know, that's ultimately what I strive to do. And uh, so I, you know, I'm fully, uh, what's the word? I'm, I fully believe in myself as a baseball player. Very, yes. Uh, from your perspective, Cody, when did this, when did it become clear to you that this was how it was, that this was how it was going to go? This was going to be the Cubs that you were coming back? Um, maybe about a day before it was, a, two days before, maybe a day before. Ah, so you guys held it. Yeah, I mean, I didn't know. I didn't know, you know. Um, you know, I think that there was always, you just never know in, in this business. And uh, so I tried to listen as much as I could and was, got very knowledgeable about it and ultimately said my, my wants and needs. And um, so, yeah, once it was all, you know, official and so right before that. Wants and needs. What was at the top of the list, priority-wise? I think for me, it was well. There was a few few different things that went into it. Um, ultimately, you know, once um, we understood what was going on about it all, I was wanting to be here, and um, you know, I did want to come back to this team, and I did want to, you know, do my best. Help. I mean, we were so close last year, like you know, so close last year to to, to becoming a playoff team, and. Um, that was a pretty important piece for me was to get back here and I want to help bring the, this team to the playoffs, you know what I mean? So that's definitely what a, that was a want and a need for me. I wanted to, I want to try and do that. Uh, Jed, do you, is this the team going forward? Is that your expectations? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that would be the expectation. Um, obviously, we're never going to stop looking. And so, you know, I, I never put a final, you know, Final nail in, in that because I think that you know things come up all the time, trades, free agents. But you know certainly we're it's the 28th of February, um, so yeah, I, I think that's the expectation. Though I would never rule anything out. It's kind of how I would phrase it. To follow up to that, I mean, just see if we can get you on the record about it. I mean, signing another one of Scott's clients <laughs> would, would probably would push you past the threshold. We all yeah. see the numbers. You might get there anyway, but I'm just would that prevent you from another signing? You guys have dealt with me for a while. You think I'm going to answer that? <laughs> Good question, Jess. <laughs> Seth, what, is, what is your theory? You were saying that the owners are not spending some of them, a lot of them. Uh, why would you? Why do you think that is? 
Uh, you know, we've been in markets before where there's there's flex. There's like five windows that owners operate from, November, December, January, February, March. And you, uh, some of them just really want to see the character of their teams as they go through it. They adjust. So I can't put a, a notice out that they're not because there's still a number of them that are engaged with us today about making moves and adding players and doing things. It's just that sometimes I, I went through this with Bryce Harper or J.D. Martinez or Eric Hosmer way back when where they were players that signed in, in March. And a lot of times is that there's definition for each individual player and his setting in each of these markets. And it's hard for people to believe that there is not a lot of communication about elite players because there's a valuation to them economically that clubs are not ready to take so that they don't call. And then all of a sudden when there's a need, uh, they do call. And they really feel, I had one owner just tell me the other day, we're positioned now in a place that we weren't positioned before even in, uh, in December. So now I feel differently about the team where this addition means something more to me. And so the idea of, of why markets move and the ebbs and flow of them, it's very much a, a, a staff of people, a, a, an ownership group getting recommendations, more knowledge about where they're at. And it's frankly the value of our game, because in cap sports, you can't, you can't make late adjustments. You, you can't do things. Uh, where in our game, there's a, there's a, a way to evaluate to the last moment and, and get, I think, for their respective teams more of what they want to do to achieve a, a competitive level that they couldn't realize in November, December, January. So a, a lot of that goes on in, in free agent markets, particularly when you have players that are elitely skilled. We time for two more. Staff, has owners' uh, unwillingness or hesitation to spend this offseason surprised you? It, it, it's something that, you know, where when you have record revenues and then you have other things that are going on about media rights, well, media rights are a platform to a higher value. They're not a platform to a lower value. So the transition of that is something that people want to talk about because they say there's uncertainty. But uncertainty to a higher market is very different than uncertainty to something less. And so these kinds of equations for me are something that you understand why they would say it, what they would do. But back to baseball, I think people really want to evaluate as much as they can to know what the best thing is for them to do. But the key thing of it is in record revenues, there's just a lot of flexibility uh, that uh, is in the market and is with each ownership to determine what's best for them. And this is frankly where baseball intellect o operates at its best. This is no different than right now is no different than the uh, trading deadline in, in July. I get to add players that can in one day change a locker room as we've seen happen today. You know, and when Cody Bellinger walks in, you watch the glow of a franchise and, and the opportunities of a franchise completely change. And that, that impact, I think, is what 
uh, is something that is known to the to the staff and the people that study it know it and there's more certainty to their decisions when you when you make decisions at a later time in free agency so i don't look at it as a negative i just look at it as as a element of how markets develop in particular situations and where we happen to be in one at this time follow is there last one I mean, I assume a, a sign. There's no way to work out a, a signing deadline in your mind. I know Jed wouldn't mind one probably, but uh, based on everything you just said about continued evaluations and things, I think inherent in in any right is choice. And when you put a deadline upon that, you have in effect removed the very right as it exists when. It was collectively bargained from way back ago, and I, I don't think you're going to find any any players or or a union who've done their best over the years to protect those rights that they are going to alter it at a level where it'd be reduced to something that would be a fraction of what it was originally. Thank you, everyone, for joining us today. That concludes the press conference. <clears throat> thank you, guys. Appreciate it. No, no, no. Thank you. And thank you to Marquee Sports Network for allowing us to present the Cody Bellinger press conference, to which we will react on the other side of a brief timeout. Bernstein, Holmes and Rahimi on the score. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Bernstein at Homes. Middays 10 to 2 on Sports Radio 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. It feels amazing. It feels amazing. I was, you know, craving baseball. I was, I was fiending for it, you know, like um, just, you know, doing what I, what I could in the offseason, you know, enjoying all my family time. Um, doing everything I could physically and mentally to, to stay ready for when the moment came. And, um, you know, this was my first official day today. And, um, you know, it just feels, it feels really good and um, beyond excited to get going. Cody Bellinger officially, again, a Chicago Cub. He was trotted out before the media just moments ago. Interestingly, his agent was with him. And some of the more interesting comments, I believe, and in my notes, the the two things that I have is material. One, Bellinger admitted defeat. 
that he admitted that his desire was for a long-term last contract. I don't know why you keep framing it like this. because because the important because that's the that is the context of a greatly diminished Scott Boris. Like the the idea of oh, he was defeated well, and he admitted defeat. He did. No, he didn't. Yeah, he didn't. No, he, he did not. Yes, he did. He He's, did not admit defeat. Well, it's it's not necessarily. I mean, he still has words, eighty million dollars, right? But words he, matter, Dan. I'm saying he did admit that he didn't get what he wanted. He admitted he didn't get what he wanted, and and maybe it's an admission that Boris didn't have as great of a grasp on what the market bears. I really love that they put him up there. And I, I was surprised. To I see me that. too. He wanted to be there too because he—that's my other note. He had something to say about the current soft collusion that and the standardization of metrics that is taking some of the sophistry out of it. Boris doesn't have the power he used to have. But but I will say, and we saw some of this on the text lines, I think there were people who have this opinion of Boris that when they heard him talk in long form, were like, oh, I kind of like that guy. Like, there's, yeah, there's, no, he's not an unreasonable guy. There's and, a reason people trust him with hundreds of millions of dollars what's what really what i thought was really cool is that as boris is explaining some of the 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 conversation about how to look at cody bellinger's soft contact it was directly what sahadev had told like sahadev is actually broken it down the way that boris was talking about and it's what one of the reasons why i love sahadev so much is that he will go a level deeper into the discussion. And so him understanding how to look at those soft contact numbers and then hearing that reinforced yep. by someone who does this for a living, it's I thought was super cool. And important because of our increasing reliance on expected stats. It's here to stay. It's what the teams look at. It's what players look at. It's what agents look at. And we will begin to get a better understanding as we use them. You know, I've done this for years, going, you know, starting you know, 30 years ago, learning how to understand the way some of these numbers work, what's real in them, what's not real in them, where the holes are. And if, in fact, this is something where we, we, we're going to say now, just like we say when we see a high average, we say, well, what's the, what's the batting average of balls in play? This is another thing that's going to say, okay, his actual numbers don't live up to what the expected numbers are. Why? Well, this is another reason why it's possible. Expected numbers, you're just trying to predict the cliff, right? That's that's uh, that's essentially what's happening. When in reality, the previous contracts dictated you're paying for the cliff because that's the going rate of what the market was going to bear. Like that's the piece of this that we have to understand fully. I think what you're going to see now too is length of contract coinciding with length of existing broadcast deal. See Bryce Harper in the Phillies. That's another thing that I thought was really, I'm glad that Boris brought it up, where he he's basically telling you, the consumer, don't believe these teams and these owners when they tell you that they, they can't pay more for players, that they have these, most of them, have these revenue streams that allow for them to make more money and don't allow them to cry poor on players, which I, I, I thought, I think that, like, the the Cubs being magnanimous about him sitting there, I love it. I absolutely love it. And you can tell that he and Jed have a good relationship. And I 
I think that in a bigger picture, I think that that's valuable for both Boris and the Agreed. Cubs. I agree. That, that that's a that's a smart thing to do instead of what did we hear for years like from the White Sox where they they were they kind of made Boris out to be the enemy. More where, than kind of. He was a boogeyman. Yeah, they did that in Texas too after Alex Rodriguez's contract. They did twenty years ago. It's always easy to blame a, blame the lawyers. And and you could you could see that this is a better way to kind of go about it. There's also another piece to this. It reinforces what Tom Rickett said at the beginning of spring training. Is that he, he doesn't do the negotiating? He leaves that. He says he leaves that to Jed. That's Jed's. That's Jed's job. It's it's also giving that guy power. Yes, you well, know, like like Ricketts isn't going to come in and make make an emotional decision over top. Now, listen, I'm not extolling all the virtues of everyone here, but I am going to point out a functional relationship that you just saw the fruits of right there. This had more value to Boris than anybody on that dais. Yeah, I mean, this is a guy around whom the landscape is changing, and he put it all out there for you. He's like, look, he's he's dealing with owners that don't want to compete. That don't want to they don't want to spend for incremental better opportunities to win the World Series. Three wins here, two wins here, one win here that all end up mattering. And he's he said a lot of stuff there that Jed could have taken as an insult, that Ricketts could take as an insult, but they but they let him do it. So if that's a deposit in the bank with him, great, smart. But but this absolutely this is this is Boris's understanding that he doesn't hold the sway he used to sway. And, and and if this is his way of saying, I can work with people, look at me, understanding, being aware, sitting here, we're on the same side of the table. We're literally on the same side of the table. This, that's good the, PR. The, mar- the market changed and I changed with it, it. But it's great PR for him. Anytime you let people into a bit of the room, which is what you saw there. You saw the three key decision makers in the room all seated at the table. You are doing everyone a favor because on this side, for us, the speculation decreases, the information increases, and reasonability and benefit of the doubt increases for everyone. That was... Boris is the elephant in the room, and they acknowledged it in a positive manner. I do wonder if... In the next couple of days, will we hear, well, Bellinger had a long-term deal with someone else and didn't think that it was worth what his deal is here, both from a personal and a team standpoint. I keep I keep in my mind going back to, like, Chris Bryant and being like, fam, like, you got all the money, and that's great, and you already have an MVP, and you already have a World Series, but you're just... Your career's just gonna die but in I, Denver. I think that we sometimes also forget people want different things. No doubt. I thought about Cliff Lee, for example, and how he would rather be on the Phillies than be like a part of what they consider like the five ace starting pitching staff than say be on the Rangers as the ace. Like people have different preferences as to what makes them tick. That's kind of what I want to know about Cody is was there something about Beyond like like let's say that the the Cubs were offering him the most guaranteed money let's let's say that but if did he just want to be here and did the edict to Scott then become look man I know that I pick a pick a team I I know the Rays are offering us four years one hundred and twenty million but I really want to be in Chicago like how much does that stuff actually matter 
in some of these cases. It could have been from the outset. He said, look, do whatever you need to do. Get I want to be there. Get the most money you can from the Cubs. Here's here's what I think really does matter in this, too, though. The reason him staying in Chicago is a good thing. It tells the people who are there, the other players, we will reward you if you do the things that we say will help you. Look how it benefited Cody Bellinger. They took a flyer on him. They helped develop him. And it says to all the other young talent, we'll pay you if you succeed. Well, see, now the other thing is I'm, I'm sad that our show is almost over because you're the perfect person to do this. And I'm sure we're going to do this tomorrow because you've been the person who has been saying this the whole time. Now that Bellinger's back in the fold, now we can, and, and considering what Jed said, we can now judge this and say, did the Cubs do enough? So I asked Ray that because he's our resident Cub fan. He was like, no. And I, I think that's something that we should explore tomorrow on whether or not they've done enough. I also think it really matters that for the Cubs to do this favor to Boris because everything that is being talked about, about the owners and, and his larger statement, way be globalized, way beyond the Cubs, about our game, he called it. Our game, those words, he – he was talking more like a commissioner than the commissioner when you hear him use the words our game. That's someone who actually does care about baseball. And when he's talking about this, this is about what Joe Sheehan has, has, has written and, and what Craig Calcaterra has written of the underlying forces in the game right now, writ large ownership and labor, and why we're going to have a work stoppage. This is why we're going to have a work stoppage is because owners have decided they don't want to pay around the edges to compete. That And just remember this. When everything starts swirling about the next time they're at the bargaining table, remember this because that was – and to do that at a Cubs press conference is really interesting. Well, it also speaks to your point, Dan. You always say just your goal should be to win the, the division – and then that'll win you the World Series. And then I always say, well, that's not the Astros' goal. And they've been to the ALCS seven straight times. And that wasn't the Rangers' goal because their whole goal was to beat the Astros. And that's what made them good enough to win a World Series. So there's that piece of it where I always push back against all of it. You think I should be a Rangers fan? You know, I'm just going to quote a great philosopher who once said, the Rangers spent a half a billion dollars on Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon. Is that what you want? And the answer is yes. They didn't even need Max Scherzer. I'm going to have to get you on the podcast. We'll have to talk make about that. I rest my case. I'm going to let Layla make the case for the Rangers. Your goal should not to be to win the, the division. Your goal should be to beat the best team in your respective league. I think I'd look good in those colors, too. Red and blue are flattering. I got to figure out who's going to make the case for the Cubs. Although, there's one. I mean, I don't know. Jed. I don't think Jed's going to come on my podcast and do it, but maybe. There's somebody else we're not thinking about here in the Cubs equation. We'll figure it out. I was thinking like maybe like a Jay Zawoski or somebody. Come on, make the case. Is it Jay a Sox? No. Oh, no, God, no. No, no, no. Oh, no, God, no. no. His daughter's name, Patty. Oh, uh, oh. Yeah. In your defense, Layla, I never put that together either. I, um. Well, the son I knew he, he was a Cubs fan, but I, did, I never made that connection. I to do to Jay. The, the, the son he doesn't discuss is named Kaminsky. <laughs> His, he's got a son named Shields. Kaminsky, Zawaski. Shields, 
Zawaski. He pretends she does I'm not I'm going to move them. Their next kid's going to be called 78. I Good Polish was, kid. I was crying laughing when somebody on Twitch goes, ask Cody what he thinks of the 78. <laughs> does he want Caleb or Justin? <laughs> it's just all the new Chicago athletes have to deal with the most pressing questions of our time. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. You're listening to Bernstein and Holmes. Midday's 10 to 2 on Sports Radio 670. All right, studs, you said you had something. Yeah, what is it? I got something. So you guys might have caught this. Ray sent this in the group chat last night. It's the latest in Nikola Jokic being ridiculous. I'm so good. The lightning is coming. That's him running down the hall saying the lightning is coming. The lightning is coming. As fast as he can. <laughs> and to add to the picture real quick, he's sprinting. It's basically probably the, the what leads to their court. And there's other players like stretching along his way and he's just <laughs> running right through them. He's the only one that matters. Telling them the lightning is coming. The lightning is coming. <laughs> I like that. I like nothing more than childhood photos of Nikola Jokic. I don't know, man. In a, in a his, Nuggets sweater. The one in the Nuggets sweater he's holding the tennis racket is hysterical. I love, like, I love watching him just do, like, I'm annoyed with this basketball things where he just passes it. He's, he's like, like, I Bleh. hate this job that I'm excellent at. The Nuggets store, by the way, is selling that retro sweater from the picture of uh, Yoke, the Joker as a child. I love that. So you can now buy that same sweater. In the blue, is, that's great. Yep. Has anyone ever been more cursed with talent? I agree. Uh, John Daly. That's a, that's a great question. That's I, a really well. Good why don't you think question. about it while we take a break, and then we'll invite Parkinson Spiegel in, and we'll ask them about it next on the score. I gotta go. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.